G'day legends and welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast and thankfully at the moment not running second a whole lot, we're actually back in a few winners which Indeed is really nice Jacko. How you going brother? Fantastic mate, CC in hand, it's a Friday Arvo again, I'm loving the Friday Arvos mate, it's, it's good to be next year and having a good time. What's the CC you've got, it's not a standard sort of setup? No, soda and lime, I thought it would be one of the no sugar ones but halfway through I realised <laughs> it does have sugar. So that's how, okay. much, how much sugar are we talking? Oh, geez, let's have Give a us a look at the macros here. Put me under here. Sorry. Mate, yeah, 3.8 grams. Oh, that's next so, to fuck all. Not too bad, mate. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, actually. I'm really happy for yeah, you. Nice and clean. I thought nice you'd be clean. bouncing off the walls by the end of the episode, so it's good. Um, hopefully, you're you know, just feeling good with a little CC in hand on a Friday, Arvo. Mm. How's your week been? Pretty good, fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Like we say, back in winners, got a bit of oh. cash in the bank ready to go after Saturday, so. There's still a bit left there. We've made it to Friday. Still a bit left from the from the weekend. So <laughs> let's get ready to step in, mate. Very big weekend coming up again. There's been obviously some massive horses coming back the last couple of weeks, and we'll go through a few winners from the weekend. Um, let's start with let, let's go with Animo to start with because he's the easiest to talk about for us. We oh. de- we all but declared, and as you said before, he was a moral. You called him a moral, <laughs> um, and it's just the easiest watch in the world at the oh, moment. He's just, the way he settles in running, and J-Mac knows where he needs to have him at all times, you're just never concerned. No. At any stage in the run, you're never concerned. And by all means, I'm not comparing him to this horse, but when Winx used to run, you had those heart attacks moments, because she'd be out the back, she'd miss the kick, that sort of shit. Out of nowhere, she'd come and always get home. But this horse is just so bomb-proof. He yep. settles where he needs to. He draws well, as we know. But he just puts the race to bed over 200 metres and switches off. He's borderline boring. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> now that you sit back and think about it, you make a great point, right? In the terms of racing, like it's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> I, I will just add the, add the sort of caveat, though. In this current company, he hasn't met the big guns yet. Yep. Let's just keep that in the back of our minds. Because once he gets out to third and fourth up and the real big targets come up, i.e. Queen Elizabeth... We need to keep that in the back of our minds that that's when all the big guns are there and he does have to step up. How important do you think it is that this horse goes overseas? Mm. Like, I know it's a big question, not one that we can just answer with a yes or no or any sort of really quick response, but how important is it for Australian racing, Godolphin, and for this horse that he does it? I think it's massive, and the reason is that we always take sprinters over Mm -hmm. because we feel like our sprinters are the best in the world. And we're probably right when we say that. Yep. We're talking about a middle distance horse here, a horse that is effective up to 2,000 metres. Over in the UK, they think that their shit doesn't stink and their 2,000 metre horses can absolutely destroy ours. Yep. So if we send one over, it's massive for our racing. It's massive for the Cox Plate, the Queen Elizabeth, all the biggest mile to 2,000 metre races we have over here. And you mentioned a, a few podcasts ago about the top 50 yep. races or ranked races class-wise in, in the world. And we only had two or three in there, yeah. which I think is appalling. 
But that just adds to that, right? You send Definitely. one of these horses over, all of a sudden there's eyes on our racing over here. It's the thing about sending him is is representing all of Australian racing, which is it's kind of bullshit to be honest, because he's not a representative of Australian racing. He's obviously one of our best horses, probably our best at the moment. You got to travel over there. It's a twenty-four hour trip for a horse sitting on a plane in a small cabin. Yeah. Then you got to recover well. Then you got to trial well in weird conditions, mm. and then you're expected to run as well as you did over here. There's so much pressure. It's yeah. such a big thing for a horse to do, but. God, I hope they do it. So much can go wrong, but we only do it with the absolute champions yeah. most of the time. Black Caviar, Nature Strip go over. They're the champions, right? And, and they have got it done in the past. So I would expect the horse to do the same. I don't think there's a horse over there that could beat him over 2,000. No, nah, I don't see how. Maybe Japan. Japan might be a different story. Yeah, if there's a Ligue Rocheur waiting over there. Yeah. Like, Jeez, if that, if that <laughs> horse ran into... They're the, different. If, if Ligue Rocheur ran into Winks back in the day, ooh. Yeah, that would have been an interesting oh, We could have been plate. talking about the champion a little bit different. But, uh, <laughs> I definitely think the Japanese horses over that 2,000 are a different breed. But I think England, I don't see a horse beating him as well. But hopefully they do it around June, July. A mm. um, couple other horses as well. So let's let's finish off um, Sydney. So we had, obviously, the in-secret zoo gotcha race where we thought that was the head-to-head battle. Wow. We sort of picked sides. And then they did stash it out for about 65 metres. Yes. And then Sunshine in Paris right over the top. What a finish. Four horses with basically a head between them. That was massive. And the run of Ruthless Dame as well oh. for Kieran Mart yet again. Yeah. No surprises there. What a massive finish for the Phillies. But it just shows that there are horses coming through and it's not just about those top mm-hmm. two and three in the market, the horses that we've already seen. There are still those horses on the rise. And I think we'll see the same with the Colts as well. So, look, that was a massive run from Sunshine in Paris. Ryan Maloney came down to take the ride, right? And he took it two weeks ago as well. Yeah. Came down for that one ride, basically. So, it's a tip in itself there. He's obviously a top-class jockey up in up in Queensland. Butchered Swiss Exile a couple of times. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's another story. On his day, he's very good. And got the job done. Superb ride. In terms of in secret... Bowman just sort of got held up momentarily. She still had her chance to get she out could and have win. Won. Yeah. She went back to the fence though, and if you swap the runs with Sunshine in Paris, she's the winner. But that's what happens, right? You, you bet off where the horses are drawn. Yeah. And you know, if you swap runs, you can sit there all day and say if this happened, if that happened, she was beaten fair and square. Hopefully, she gets a better run in transit next time. Um, Tyler Schiller thought he won the race too, just quietly. On yeah, the he, side. He, he saluted. He saluted. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. He doesn't have a group one, does he? No, he wouldn't. Jeez, He's still an that's apprentice. Pretty flattening. He, he saluted. Um, Zoo Gotcha was an interesting run. She sort of came, then she went, then she came, then she went. She sort of like just couldn't get her rhythm going. It looked mm. like in the straight, she looked like she needed the run. Mm-hmm. Um, 1600. Just I think so. Beckons for her, I reckon. I agree. Interrupted prep for her up to this point, though. So mm. hopefully that first up run brings her on fitness wise because she missed that run a couple of weeks back when she was supposed to step out but had a minor setback. So Walla will sort her out and I think you'll see her progress up to a mile second and third up. I know you're not massive on this stuff, but gee, she's a trier. She works hard. Do you know she, what I mean? Like she sticks her neck out. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, as you say, I'm more honing into the numbers a yep. lot of the time, but I do love to watch my eye when I can. She's definitely a horse that fits that bill for sure. Um, Melbourne, we had our best bet of the day was Pericles, and oh God. we we said this is the best bet by a mile. Oh God, three forty! Can you believe it Sorry. drifted? Sorry, three forty, three fifty. Remember, I was telling you about Private Eye on yeah. uh, <laughs> what day was it? Derby Day <laughs> when, when he just kept going when he ran in Sydney. Remember that when they just the, you just see the fluctuations start rolling out. <laughs> We're not talking about six dollars, six fifty here, but Pericles wasn't. She, he wasn't a moral, 
but it was a declaration from us. Yeah. Best of the day could not be beaten. Right? We were messaging, weren't we, oh. on the weekend saying, hey, why are they letting us oh, on at 3.40? Yeah. Ladbrokes, I don't want to push a agency, but they've got this odd surge at the moment. Mm. So it was 3.30 on mine. It took 3.90. Oh, mate. I couldn't believe it. It was a very, very wish big I'd, go. Wish I had a little more on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, very, very big go. But yeah, just massive run. Went back inside them. Didn't matter where they were going to be in the run. Car just kept him out of trouble. Obviously, Sandown, big, expensive track. Mm. You can get where you need to in the run. He probably wasn't even on the best part of the track and still gave him four lengths. Yeah. Monster performance. Very balanced looking horse. He's just, he's really good. I don't know what is sort of coming for him. I don't know if they'll go up to 2,400 with him with Australian Derby, but I would have thought. He's got to be going. Maybe Rose Hill Guineas? I think Rose Hill Guineas is his go. Reason being, yes, he was a few runs short when the derby came around, but I don't think he quite got the 2,500 trip. Yeah. I think he's going to be his absolute best at 2,000. For sure. Um, last one. This is this might be a bloody bold, sta- bold statement, but he's one of the toughest horses I reckon I've seen, Alligator Blood. Mm. He's so tough. Yeah. Like... Yep. He didn't, there wasn't a point in the straight where I thought he was going to get beat. Yeah. I don't know. The first time I realised how tough this horse was, do you remember a horse called Catalyst coming over from <laughs> yeah. New Zealand? And the Australian Guineas. The Australian Guineas over a mile. It was genuinely between two horses. Mm-hmm. Catalyst had the dream running behind him. Alligator Blood just sat there on the fence, presented when he needed to, and Catalyst was with him the whole way. Mm. They had a massive battle going up the straight. <laughs> yeah. Catalyst was well-backed on the day and just Alligator Blood refused to lose, yeah. refused to go under. Similar thing happened on the weekend, obviously. We know what the horse does when he goes forward without pressure. That was our thinking going in. We knew the way the map was going to to um, sort of pan out there. Nugget ended up going forward, but they didn't really pour the pressure on. Nah. And Tim Cl- um fuck, I wish it was Shin. TC. Shin kept him breathing on the outside and just had a beautiful running transit all the way through. Never overextended at all. Even being first up, there was that, you know, sort of element of vulnerability and then you remember what camp he's coming out of. Yeah. And there is no vulnerability out of that camp. <laughs> they are ready to go. Yeah. Ready to run through a brick wall. For sure. I thought he was fantastic. Um, the Beaten Brigade, Mr. Brightside, fantastic. We said that if there was a race for him that shaped really well over these shorter trips and these really top class, he was going to run well on the weekend. Um, I thought he ran really well and I thought on oh, Thunderstruck was just... I know we spoke about them leaving a lot in the tank. And they are going to leave a lot in the tank, like all-star miles where he's heading to, and you're getting that filled up just currently at the moment. What do you make of it? He couldn't have had a better run. Well, he we travelled sa- perfectly. He travelled really nicely. And we said it before the race, though. Is there that element that they're just leaving in that one run short, 80%, 75% fitness? They threw the crossover nose band on him. Is there just that sort of you know, sense that they're just saving him for the big cash at the end, the big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I think that's what they're doing. Previously, in, in other preps that have him so wound up first up, like mm-hmm. when he ran second to uh, uh, the horse that retired, Snap Dancer, yep. they got a slot in the Everest. He was so forward, the, the previous preps, and now you see him just flopping out the back, nose roll on, he's just sort of doing a bit up to the to the 100 metres and then stops. He's definitely short fitness-wise. Yeah. I just hope, and I'm only saying this because I want to cover all bases, I just hope that that massive prep that he had last preparation hasn't taken some sting out of him. It might not have, but it it was a large preparation. Mm. Like, when you think Animo had a big prep, like, he had just as big, if not bigger, preparation than Mm. Animo, so... What about I can't find a fucking field for the All-Star Mile? I could tell you... What's going on here? Here we go. Final 10 horses. There we go. Fuck for that. Do you want to read them out in order of votes, Jacko? Okay. Order of votes. Alligator Blood. Obvious. I wish I win. Massive run first up over the 1,000. 
Are they going to get to the mile? Big big question marks. I'm Thunderstruck, obvious pick with Mr. Brightside there. Number five, Nugget, always on target for this. The inevitable coming up from Tasmania. I think they deserve a chance. I, I had a big go at that horse, actually, a, a few really? weeks ago. Yeah, it was $1.60. He's a tiny little thing, Tiny little he? thing. Scott Brunton trains him down there. Excellent horse. I don't know how we go in this grade. Tuvalu running on Saturday. We'll get to see him. Same with Jackano as well. Keats we spoke about. <laughs> there's always Keating. There's always those one or two that just fill the sort of uh, fill the the rest of the field in. So he's in there. And Gentleman Roy is slotted in as well. So mm, if they great choose field. great field, if they choose to go there, it'll be a great great race. And um, expect to see some wild cards in there as well. For sure. Did you see Zaki had a bit of a setback? I did. They're gonna they're gonna wait for the spring now. Yeah. With him. So you won't. Unfortunately, you won't see the big fella. Um, real shame massive shame can't defend his crown in the all-star mile can he big big shame um, look that's all the races from the weekend always nice to cover it and have a look at the horses that are to follow and where horses are going to end up um, I dare say those horses coming out of the alligator blood group one race they'll be meeting again a lot of those horses um, and then potentially meeting with some horses that we're going to cover on the weekend so mm. let's get into it so we're going to do Flemington and Randwick so we've got Flemington races six to nine. We're going to keep it real simple for you guys. We're going to do six to nine at, at Randwick as well. Love it. So Randwick and Flemington six to nine. Let's kick it off Flemington race six. So we've got the English Sprint. Um, it's over twelve hundred meters. Top of the markets, Opal Ridge first up five dollars. Been pretty well back too. Benedetta's eights with Paris Dior at nine fifty. Cythera is elevens. Insurrection twelves with Nanagai. Uh, Brudnell is thirteen dollars. Running by fourteens with Sebenac. Sir Jard in his 18 citizenship is 20s. Gold Revolver 21s. Extravagant Star 21s. Then you've got Crosswinds, Mullane, and Social Conscious all around that 40s. And then Similion and Manhattan Thunder around about at 80s. Looks to be some good speed engaged here. Ned Extravagant Star from the wide barrier goes forward and looks to be the leader. Citizenship uh, from the inside goes forward with Brudnell and Semillon not too far away as well. I think Opal Ridge, they'll use that barrier from gate 6. Very nice draw there and they can be nice and handy from there. Scythe theory not too far away with Gold Revolver and Insurrection. Obviously a massive field, understandable being a $750,000 race. Another one of these random races that just sort of pop up. They and just you're pluck like, it. They're just like, the Ingham. What the fuck is the Ingham? <laughs> like a rich bloke you know, has a race named after him. Here's a mill. Here's two mill. I just, think- you know, as an owner, I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. But as a racing purist, I have a different opinion. <laughs> anyway... I found this extremely difficult form-wise, Ned. I did, however, land on Sevenac from a very, very, very uh, low-confidence perspective. Yep. I thought his, both his runs back have been okay. They haven't been um, disgraceful at all. His first up run behind Remark, I thought, was very good. He trialed well beforehand in, in, his, in the same uh, trial as Remark, and I thought he acquitted himself well in that grade first up, then went to Melbourne second up, Got all the way back. He does have that tendency to flop out the back and still do things wrong in running. He does travel fiercely, but he finished off with the best last 200 of that meeting last time out at Sandown. I thought it was a good run without being, you know, in your face. It was one of those hidden runs, and hence why we're getting $15 here. So I'm happy to back up here. Mick D aboard. He'll, he's drawn wide, but that's fine, right? It's, you're up the straight, so you can just flop out the back and make sure you find a bum to follow. If he gets on the back of the right horse, which I think is this Benedetta, mm. If he can get on the back of that horse, he's got the superior turn of foot, and I think he's good each way odds. I didn't mind Benedetta. It's obviously second emergency, so we've got to wait to see if it actually gets in the race. Um, it's drawn 19, so it's going to be out wide mm. up the straight, but winning form's good form, and the yep. horse is going super. Obviously, yep. in a lower cru- lower class to these sort of horses, this, this race bats a fair bit deeper than what it's been doing, but gap the field last time at Sandown, so, well, with another 
two of them sort of put four or five Massive lengths the on the third. Yep. So um, I, I like the way this horse goes about it. I think it, it's a nice type. So I'll be looking forward to seeing if it gets a start, how it goes coming up in grade. And another horse that I have a pretty good opinion of is first up is Nanagai. Put two really good wins together last preparation before the saddle actually slipped at Caulfield. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. I liked her that day. Um, she's got some real quality, and I know Moody's a fair bit of a rap on her as well. She was sort of that thousand guineas sort of campaign type horse. So she's twelve dollars. I didn't mind both of them. So if um, Benedetta gets a start, going to play there and then save on Nanagai for sure. Absolutely, rail plus two net. I know we've done. Oh, it again. we said it <laughs> before it the podcast. Week. We sat each other down and said, "Listen, mate, I know we're both keen to get into these fields, but." We need to talk about the rail and the track and what it's doing. I'm so fun about that. Anyway, we may as well do it. So rail plus two at Flemington. Expect the the uh, track to play evenly. Four fine weather predicted. So you know, absolutely no excuses. Again, we're back at HQ. Fantastic, mate. Thanks for we're, we're every very, week. We always remember by race two, but yeah, that's all right. Well, let's make sure that Ram we, we nail it. Mm. Um, sixteen hundred. Australian Guineas, one of my, always one of my favourite races of the year. We've actually shared a couple of the last Australian Guineas together. We were there for Hitotsu's together. Indeed. $8, I believe. Yep, and didn't have a cent on. Not a cent. Drifted from 480 out to 8 bucks. I don't know why I always remember this weird shit. Mm. Um, I backed Forgot You that day, which yep. is even more crook. So, wrong co- right colours, wrong horse. Australian Guineas, we've got some very good quality here, there, and everywhere in this race. So, we've got Jack and O, top of the market, 230, probably rightfully so. Elliptical coming off a really nice first up wins five fifty. Attrition, horse on the up, nine dollars. Legato, this horse is coming from overseas, so over from New Zealand, nine dollars fifty. Amenable thirteens, holy man's is nineteen dollars. Mr. Maestro backing up twenty to one. Elkington Roads twenty sevens, the fortune teller thirty ones with Bankmore and Maximilius. Laced up heels forty six with Miramaster at sixty seven. Virtuous Circle and Japanese Emperor hundreds plus. Maximilius to roll forward from the inside with Holy Man's Elkington Road and the Fortune Teller. I don't know what they're going to do with Bankmore drawn wide out. You'd think they'd be positive from there. Mm. Big odds, you, nothing to lose. You just go forward and put some more pressure on. Elliptical, I think, is going to use that barrier now up to the mile. Settled a little bit further back first up, but that was over a, a shorter trip. So I think they can use that barrier there. Obviously, a massive run first up, wasn't it, from Elliptical? Massive. Money was there. So, you know, riding's a little bit on the wall here, and it's continued to find early backing here for this race. So... Definitely interested in that horse. With all that being said, even with the way the map does read it, which is a bit messy, I think this is Jack and O's to lose, Ned. Mm. You can't go from a, a CF4 stakes where you've beaten the likes of Thunderstruck, uh, Mr. Brightside, Tuvalu, Nugget, all these horses that are going to line up in an all-star mile. You can't beat these horses, go back into three-year-old grade and not be absolutely the, the one to beat. Yep. So he's well and truly on top for me. Frosty sticks on the horse. There was talk that he was going to miss out on this ride because he's gone from Saudi Arabia to Hong Kong to fucking New Zealand. Bali. Everywhere, mate. Yeah, he's probably slipped a holiday in here and there. <laughs> probably done a Greece trip or an Italy trip with half of fucking Australia does it once a year. He's got the cash. He's got the cash to do it. So I think he'll have some more cash after this race, Ned, because Jack and I will lob. It'll be 2.30, 2.40. I think we get on now, right? Because he's the horse that everybody wants to follow. He's got that flashy colours, turn of foot, right jockey, right camp. I think you'll want to be with him on the weekend. So I don't see him starting too much fatter than what he is at the moment. I'm definitely going to have something on and something big on. Do you see red odds here? Like, do you think he starts dominating? Oh, okay, yeah. I think $2 flat or two they'll bottom him out. Interesting. I think so. Just because it's a big field, he's seeing the mile for the first time. 
But I think the way this is run, without much speed on up front or many natural leaders, it'll be a bit of a slower mile, and that'll just be able to see him out all the way through. Mm. Everything he's done in his career up to this point has screened the mile, so I think there's no issues with it at all. Quick saver and elliptical, I touched on its first up run, was huge. Yep. Shin sticks, there's a lot to like about it. And that um, New Zealand horse, Legato, was the third pick in the market. I think the market's got this absolutely spot on, right? Because that's the unknown. Very, very unlucky in its last start down in New Zealand and put the uh, picket fence together before that. So watch out for it. I'm actually going a little bit different. I can see your points with Jack and Owen. There's absolutely no questioning the horse's ability. I'm a massive fan of the horse. But I'm just going to go around him at 2.30. Um, I'm going to go with Attrition. So Attrition's 9 10 bucks. He had that those two wins in a lot lower grade going into, I think it was the C.S. Hayes um, two weeks ago. This horse has just held up at a really crucial time at sort of the five 600. And then he's actually ended up running the fastest 400 to the 200 of the race. Mm. Um, just a little too late by the end of it. Only ended up losing by half a length. I think the horse is really progressing quite nicely for an Australian Guineas campaign. And he brings some different form lines. We're watching it now. Just the way that he smashes the line late, I just... He, he gives me an. He looks like a horse that really likes Flemington as well. Yeah. If there's a horse or a chink in any, in Jackano or Elliptical's armor, I'm, I think sixteen hundred attrition's the one that I want to be with. And he's not going to be short fitness wise, is he? Because he's obviously had those runs on the board. The only question mark I have with that horse is that Elliptical will, will improve. Jackano sure. still got improvement to come. Does the horse have any improvement to come? But you, again, you look at the camp and what they've been doing the last fucking two years. If anybody's going to get a horse to improve from fourth to fifth up, it's them. Yeah. Um, race eight, 1600s. We've got the Tab Blamey Stakes, and we've got some really good horses going around here as well. Gentleman Roy's three bucks, top of the market, Tuvalu 420 with pounding at eights. Uncle Bryn is nines. He's a shocker, $10. Banker's Choice is 16. Smoking Romans, 20s with Bear Story, as well as Sosie Bond. Callsign Mav, 41s. Nonconformist is first up, 41s with Luna Flair as well. Port Phillip and Riazan are both 126 to 1, mate. Gentleman Roy expecting to go forward again, even though he's up to the mile. That's mm. just his pattern, right? He's a very, very tough fucker. He'll go forward and control <laughs> it. Zara's still aboard as well. Tuvalu as well. Always draws well and won't be too far away. I wasn't overly taken with his first up run, but we'll get to that. Call sign Mab towards the inside. Can show speed. Port Phillip first up, but they're a stayer. They're probably not injecting too much. I think it's really about the first two and what they want to do. Gentleman Roy, Ned, um, he's just... He's a super, super horse. The way he's progressed over the last year or half a year has been immense. He's definitely shown that he's up to this sort of grade. Mm. He's actually coming back in grade off losing the CF4 on protest. Yeah. Which is, and I thought it was a little bit harsh, but I, you know, I wasn't angry with it. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit harsh, but, um, you know, to be able to come off a win like that, I'm saying a win, to drop back in grade here to this, like a field with only Tuvalu coming in as a class. A lot of stayers resuming here. There's a few on the up. There's a lot of question marks around the rest. This is a horse that you know is going to roll forward, make his own luck. He's very, very hard to run down once he finds the front. If he can come across and lead Tuvalu without any pressure, say Tuvalu steps a yard or half a yard slow, he's off and gone. Yeah. And it's over. Tough bastard. He, and, and once you come and eyeball him, he'll just keep finding and finding and finding. You really have to beat the horse. So that's a horse I really like to put my money into. And that's what I'm doing on the weekend. So I'm all over Gentleman Roy. Straight batting this one, Ned. I think it's one of the best on the card at Flemington. Going against you again. I'm with Tuvalu. Um, really nice second up record. Really likes 1,600. I think he's getting up to his correct trip now. I think 1,400, just a little bit short of his best, whereas I, was, I think 1,600, he really performs at his peak. Um, 
I know you don't think he was that great first up, but I didn't think it was a horrible return. I think it that, wasn't. It wasn't awful. Yeah, no. I, it, it sort of looked like he was going to win for a little bit, and he was a little bit wayward up the straight. So I can see where you're coming from, but I just think they've got a pretty long campaign ahead of them, like a lot of these horses do. Um, obviously, All Star Mile in store. I think a really good run here in the sixteen hundred meter race will keep him in good stead. Mm-hmm. I like Tuvalu, so I'm going to go head to head with you there. The one I want to save on, and I think you share a similar thought as well when we spoke about this before, Smoke and Romans. So we've got two horses on speed, and it looks like the two main chances. So we've got two Valu and Gentleman Roy. If for some reason they go too hard out in front, Smoke and Romans is second up. They're giving us $21. The place is $4.60. I don't think it's a terrible place bet or an each way bet. Like, mm. I couldn't deter you if you didn't mind Smoke and Romans. Mm. Well, he, he can be effective over those shorter trips, and we know his pet trip is probably the 2,000 metres. Yep. Even though he gets up to the Melbourne Cup, the Caulfield Cup trips, we know his pet trip is that Turnbull trip, the 2,000 metres, so there's no reason why he can't be effective over the mile. My only question mark is, is he the one runaway? That's the only thing. Mm. He's only second up coming into this offer. It was a modest first up run, but it'll bring him on immensely fitness-wise, so definitely a watch. They've come out and said he's going to be aimed at an Australian Cup too, so they're not going to be going Sydney Cups, mm-hmm. they're not going to be going longer distance, so you'd have to think that he'd be have to run well on the weekend to show them he's ready for 2000. Mm-hmm. Race 9, final race we're going to cover at Flemington, it is over 1200 metres, it's the Resimax Group Plate, we've got Life Lessons, top of the market for Moody, 360, Pinstripe is 550 as well, uh, on the next line with It's Our Time. Kentucky Casanova six fifty, fluorescent star nine dollars, Cardinal Gem, one of your great mates, is nine fifty. She's all class elevens with Sessions Road, and then you've got the biggest gap in horse racing history to horrifying and Mister Moppet, who are seventies, mm. eleven to seventies. Yeah, have you seen that? I don't no. know. Anyway, Kentucky Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> not on the top of my head. <laughs> Kentucky Casanova goes forward. Life lessons not too far away. First up for Moody, fluorescent star as well will also be thereabouts. Not a whole lot of speed here engaged, and I think that does play into the hands of Kentucky Casanova. Jeez, look at that. Because they can control what they need to up the front there. It's got the fitness on its side and starting to build a bit of a picket fence. So I think that's a horse that you need to save on. I will be having something on It's Our Time, Ned. It's a horse I've got a lot of time for. Loves the straight at Flemington. He was so unlucky not to get that kill last prep. He just had no luck at all. He's two from two... Sorry, I should say he's two, two wins and two placings from four starts first up. So mm. he comes into the to the right sort of grade here. I think this is his go. He'll just be fifth, sixth in running, not too far away and present when needed. And very interested in pinstripe net as well. With the, the slow speed um, sort of anticipated here, the horse won't be run off his legs. We know 1,200 may not be his go, but he won't be run off his legs here. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the straight, so he won't be eight, nine lengths off them. He'll be nice and close. So it's definitely a horse I'm going to save on as well. I'm with Pinstriped. I do not know who Celine Gordre is, though. She's a claiming apprentice. <laughs> Claims three. Claiming apprentice. Claims three. Anyway, Pinstriped is nine fifty into five fifty, and I think she, for pretty good reason. She rides a bit for Moody. Cool. Elsewhere. It's exciting. I'm not, looking forward to seeing her go over the post first. Not, anyway. Okay. She not the fast one. She rides for Moody. I should just say. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Um, look, Pinstriped's got a really nice first up record, and he's had a good look at Flemington before for a nice win. Um, 1,200 definitely short of his best, but I don't know if there's any horses in this race that are more classy than him. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm with him. I think he's a good bet. It's around that $5.56. We probably missed the $9. I reckon that was massive overs. 
Um, the Jumbuck came out, which was the true, which true. was the favourite, and w- would have been very very hard to beat. So I think that sucked a bit of value out of the market for sure. Pinstripes had a nice little jump out in between, or whatever we want to call them, um, behind some the some of these fucking behind jump the shit jump out. I, I watched one at Fl- the It's Our Time jump out. Just go on to racing dot com and find it. They're filming from above the fucking horses. <laughs> it's like some blokes in a helicopter there, and just holding a, a fucking Nokia. Like literally, it's horrendous, mate. <laughs> Horrendous. They're above the horses. It's Stewart's vision on the fucking... Anyway, that's my rant. First up last prep, he ran second behind Scalapini and ran the fastest last 200 that day. So I'm hoping he runs well first up. As he said, up the straight should suit. He shouldn't be too far away from him. Some bloke's sitting in the fucking chairman's lounge. <laughs> He's still there's a, bloke, there's a bloke up there in the chairman's lounge having a beer. just like, mate, can you hold this for a sec? And then they just, he just films them over the last three, 400. Horrendous. Sorted out, Victorian race club. <laughs> Jackson... We're moving to Sydney, and you know what that means? Mm. Give me that rail, baby. Let's talk about the rail, brother. <laughs> rail, <laughs> rail plus six. <laughs> rail is plus six. Track is a good four. There's been a little bit of rain around. There's a little bit tomorrow. Is that irrigation or rain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're irrigating it the, to the fucking to the cleaners, mate. But um, anyway, it'll be a nice little bit of giving the ground. Good four, but a genuine good four as well. Won't be too hard for the nice. horses if you like to get your toe in. Just make sure you're with those types of horses. I might have to head down there. I don't mind, I don't mind getting your tummy. I said, to, so my sister, now here's another story. So my sister started at University of New South Wales, right? And the campus is right across the road from, from Randwick, ATC. I've said to her, each time she goes in, just wander onto the track undetected and rip a sprinkler, a sprinkler out of the ground. Nice. One, one, each, one each lesson. So in between each lesson, she's going to rip one out. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> you're doing you're, you're doing God's work, Jackson. Like not only is she getting a university education, yep. which is fantastic. She's probably doing law or something, is she? Mm-hmm. She's doing law. Yep, that was a great guess. Mm-hmm. Um, doing law. She's also doing some human rights and social sciences yep. work by ripping those things out. Yeah, yeah. It's humanitarian work, mate. Absolutely. God's work. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Pip. What well on, Pips? What do you reckon? Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll go through the market. Right, let's, let's Sorry, we, we, we have we wave it off here, but it, geez, it's been fun. Thousand meters, we've got some gun horses back here. First up, to, it's over a thousand meters. We got the challenge. Giga Kick favorite mm-hmm. back two dollars sixty. Eduardo nine years old going on three hundred four forty. Remark four forty as well. Paul Ailey seven dollars after a WA campaign. Passive aggressive eight dollars fifty. Then you got the bopper. Now, something we should quickly mention about Randwick as well is our great man, Zach Purton, has come over to ride. He's taken a few rides. We'll get yes, to that indeed. after this little read-through. Key Largo is 51s. Sacred Satono is 71s. And Shelby 66 down the bottom at 100s. Zach, how cool. Oh, mate, it's fantastic. He's obviously come down to ride Artorius. But, um, you know, for those that don't know, he genuinely rides in Hong Kong for, you know, 45, 46 weeks a year. Yep. And he just rides, like... I'm not exaggerating. He will ride three to four, sometimes five winners regularly. Yeah. Regularly. Like at any price, too. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what price they are. You just back him. Yeah. And if you've backed him every run, you've made profit on that bloke. It's yeah. unbelievable. He's a gun. Man. Unbelievable. And look, you said to me before the podcast, he's up there with J-Mac. I think they're the same. Mm. I think they're... Personally, I think they're level. If anything, I would say he's... I find James a little bit pretty sometimes. Ned, Ned, just, just no, no, no. I'm not. This okay. isn't a bag. Okay. I find him a little right. bit pretty. I, f- okay. I think that he likes the perfect ride, whereas Zach gets his hands dirty a okay. bit more. Yeah, fair enough. 
I think Tom Markwood's the best, but that's another story. Cool. I'm happy with that. Eddie goes forward here from the wide barrier. First up, the rising 15-year-old. Old Ed. Passive-aggressive, not too far away. He shows a bit of speed as well. I really think it's between those two. Mm-hmm. The other ones that can show a bit of speed is Remark uh, towards the outside as well. I think he can sort of follow their trail across because Eddie and passive-aggressive are going to whip straight across him, obviously. He hopefully comes across and sits in that box seat, one off the fence. Um, Sacred Satono and the Bopper as well with Zach Pertner aboard. They're going um, to be, say, fourth, fifth in running as well. I touched on you before. It's Remark for me, Ned. I have made a lot of cash off this horse over the time, yep. and I still don't feel like I'm betting sentimentally with him. No. I feel like I'm coming in with a clear mind. He's $4.60 in a field where there's question marks about his main rivals. Eduardo's first up. Giga Kick's first up over an unfavorable trip. He's had the run out of the belt. Had the trial in between runs as well, which I fucking love, especially for sprinters. Mm. Stays at the 1,000 metres. I love how the Hawks are training him. And the biggest thing about him for me is the intent. The Hawks know that they're trying to get this horse to an Everest. The Everest is not a stallion-making race. So when you've got a gelding like this, what else are you aiming for? Cash. He's rising through the grades, carried 62 first up, did it easy, beat a handy field. He's obviously rising in grade here, but I think he's up to it. I think 460, is an excellent price to him. I'm all over Eddie, I have to have something on. If they leave him alone, say passive-aggressive steps a little slow, Eddie gets his own way out in front. Even though he's 15, 16 years old, I think he can still win a race like this if he gets the right conditions. So I've got to have something small on as well. But remark, I'm hitting very hard. On with Paul Laley, I think there's a lot of ticks here. Horse goes super first up. His record's four starts for three wins. The thing for me is his last preparation was all over the place except for Sydney. Mm. And this horse flies at Randwick. He absolutely love, loves Randwick. He's seven starts for five wins and a couple of placings there, so he's never missed the top three. I just His time on those tight-turning tracks in Melbourne just didn't seem to go his way. Like Mooney Valley, Caulfield. I know he had that win at Caulfield, but that wasn't against a massively impressive field. Mm. I think he's going to go really well. His win over in WA at nice odds massive as well was win. fantastic. Came from well back. I just think the horse... It, $7 to me is the wrong odds in this race. Like, I don't see how there can be a $3 price difference between him and Remark. I know you're a big fan of Remark. I don't see how there can be a price discrepancy. You've got a Group 1 winner mm. and a horse that's competed well in Group 1s versus Remark, who's just starting to come good as a gelding, mm. which I respect. Mm-hmm. I just can't see the price difference. I think the interesting thing is that we're both taking on Giga Kick, who's 250-260 Everest winner. Neither of us have mentioned him. I couldn't go near it. My thought, well, my thought process is, number one, the price is obviously very skinny. Deserve it, though, because any time an Everest winner is going to step out again, you're going to get these sort of odds. So mm-hmm. if you want to step in, this is what you've got to take. Yep. My thought process is, he's, a 1,000 metres is probably not his go. They're just going to wait till probably the TJ for him to have him fully wound up. I just think there's enough question marks there just to go around him. But you've got to respect his horse immensely. Oh, for sure. Arguably, he could still be unbeaten. That run up the straight where he was in the Nature Strip race and he was held up behind them and Craig Willow sort of just... And he was, he was coming to the end of his prep anyway, but he was just sort of getting off heels and getting warmed up late. He could arguably unbeaten this horse yep. in some of the best company that we've got. So, you know, in, interesting we've both left him out. For sure. Um, in, I've got a question. Where's Marzu? Do we know? What's going on? Uh, I did see something. There's been sprint races, yeah, enough yeah. sprint races There's to be first up. You'd think you would have produced him by now, wouldn't you? Is it the premiere that's coming up that mm-hmm. Nature Strip is skipping? Maybe that's the direction they'll go. I don't know. Are they trying to dodge? Are people trying to dodge Nature Strip now? 
I don't know. No, 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 no. Nature Strip's not running in the Premier. They've mm. said he's going straight to the TJ. But say, but Marzi want to race in that in that that race that Nature Strip's not going to be in. Is what I'm saying. Like, are they are they trying to dodge him? Potentially, I'd be trying to dodge him. Well, I don't know. That, that, that's sort of the question now. After his last run, yeah. is he is he what he was before now? Is it the horse that everybody wants to avoid, or are you taking him on? I suppose we won't know till he runs again because he could brain him by five next time that's, he runs. That's up a horse, isn't he? He's pretty cool. Mm. Massive thing for racing. Um, race seven, thirteen hundred. It's the Canterbury Stakes. Got some very good talent going around here. Flesh. Our favourite is a dollar ninety chance coming from overseas, and speaks for itself. Its form is just. Jumps off it's page. unbelievable. So Imperatriz, we're going to go with Imperatriz. Yep, I reckon I've nailed that. Dollar ninety. Artorias uh, is six. Golden Mile six fifty. Electric Girls elevens with Cascadian first up is twelve dollars. Lombardo twelves as well. Quantico forty ones. Converge fifty ones with Argentia. Old Flame seventy ones and Kerwin's Lane is one hundred and twenty six. Lombardo going forward with Electric Girl, who was a good winner first up. They're the two that will go forward in control. J-Mac booked on this Imperatrice horse. Very, very interesting. Looks like they're going to get the box seat there, so a lot looks to be in its favour. Old Flame converged not too far away, and I think they've got to use that inside barrier on Golden Mile as well. He had a bit of a trial. I'm not sure if anyone saw. He had a bit of a trial. I say a bit of like a trial. a track gallop? It was a, it was a trial, but it looked like it was a track gallop. He just looked real lazy and, and sloppy in his motion, like he couldn't pick up when he needed to. Yep. He ran third in the trial, but he just he, there was a big gap to the first two, and he just sort of... Looked like he was labouring. Mm. Looked like that a little bit first up. He was still a very good run. Don't get me wrong. Marie Mia, who was the winner of his first start run, now come out and fail. Mm. And she was a big flopper in here on Saturday. So, is there question marks around Golden Mile now? I know yeah. you, ne- you never thought he was a he was a mile horse anyway. So, they're keeping him at these sprint trips. So, yeah, very, very interesting with him. Ned, this New Zealand horse, fuck me, yeah. dude. I, uh, you know... I, trying to find one to beat it. I know. I'm not going to sit here all day and go, oh, ninety. I don't know anything about the horse. I don't do NZ form. To put it into perspective, five lengths was the marginal. Just under five lengths was the margin in his last run. He's beaten Babylon Berlin, uh, La Creek, who started $1.80 in the Empire Rose, Levante, who was coming in off three wins and was a... Just beat La Creek in a group one. Just Yeah, beat La Creek in a group one and ran a, ran a drum in a new market last mm-hmm. year. This is the form that this horse brings in. J-Mac is booked. Immediately, there's alarm signs going off. You see those fucking invading TR cow colours and just the alarm bells start going off. So he, he was 310 or 320 early markers and bang, $1.90. Yep. So I think that tells you enough about this horse. I'm all over it. I don't mind the tomato sauce odds. I'm happy to take that form on trust. Quick sabre on our mate, Zach Purton for Artorias. They're training him to, or they look like they're trying to educate him to settle closer. Yeah. So in his track gallop the other week, they settled in front. In his trial as well, they settled him forward as well. My only question mark with that is, how much of that is going to take away from his sprint at the end, which is his big asset? Mm-hmm. So that's the only question mark I have with him, but I love the fact that Zach Purton's come down specifically to ride this horse. So he's the saver, but in Peritrees, I expect to at least run top two. Yeah. She seems to be a massive talent. The... Horse, these mares that they bring over from New Zealand, like you talk about your Melody Bells, your Lark Creeks, the list goes on. There's been so many good, classy horses that have come over. Even you look at the, like, Tiaku Shark. Like, mm. they always bring good quality animals over, and they always run really well. Yeah. Her form speaks for itself. It's beaten horse. Like, she started at seventy or something in that um, Empire yep. Rose, the Lark Creek. Lark Creek. She All the rage. She, she didn't do a heap, but... It's just, this is the form it's bringing. We're talking five lengths beating her. So, yeah. 
going to be extremely hard to beat. I just want to give two mentions. So I think probably not up to the class of these, but Electric Girl is flying. Like this horse is absolutely flying at the moment. Her first up win was extremely strong, beating a lot of the mares and expat and those types of horses. I thought she was great. I think $11. If you liked her, I couldn't turn you off. And Cascadian first up as well. It'd be too rude to leave him out. His last preparation was fantastic. And he just goes well anywhere from 1300 all the way up to 2000. He's just, so. just an all-time horse, isn't he? Imagine owning a horse like that. It's, like, it's the dream. Yeah, he's just the absolute champion. So, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, New Zealand horse is going to be bloody hard to beat. But if you like some roughies or some things for your trifectas... I think Electric Girl and Cascadia okay. can run well. Argentia as well, 50s. Oh, we, oh, we have 50s. to leave that out. I thought, she, so she was a dual acceptor for, I know we're covering fucking three quarters of the field, but she was a dual acceptor for the 10th race, the last at Renwick. I thought she was going to win that race, so I was very disappointed when she mm. came out. But is she over the odds here at 50? She was a big run first up in some good company. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm in an Ari, maybe I'll have to have a little 10 She's way. overs. I think she's overs. Yeah, you have to have a you know, little 10 each way on just in case. Like we're talking the two horses, Uncommon James and Lofty Strike. She was behind, wasn't she? Is that right? Am I correct. reading the right form? And, and that she was fifth. Correct. And they've come out and, and um, run first and third in the group one at Sandown on Saturday. Yeah. So you know, the form has already been franked. So you can come in with confidence there. Even more confidence, the fact that it's a good deck and it's a little bit of sting out of the ground. Absolutely her go. She's going to enjoy that track so much. It's just about whether she's going to enjoy going the Sydney way. Race 8 is over 1,600. It's the Randwick Guinea is always a really good race. We've got Alpha Cabin, top of the market, 260. Ossipenko, 390. Zoo Tiger, 6 bucks. Matcha Latte is 8. Then you've got Williamsburg, $18, as well as Communist and Lindemann. Manzois, the Derby winner, $23 is back. Hollywood Hero, 51s. Prometo, 81s, with cut on a dime. Zoo Tiger up to the mile now. There is question marks around this trip for him, but still expect them to go forward. Hollywood Hero drawn towards the inside. Aft Cabin mm, drawn poorly again, Ned. So he's, he's drawn similar to last time. I yeah, wonder yeah. what they're going to do from there. Do they, because last time they went forward or tried to and it didn't work out for them, are they going to take their medicine now? I'm actually thinking they roll back in there yep. and go maybe, you know, seventh or eighth or running, try and slot in and find that three wide with covered trail. Mm. I think that's his go. 1,600 as well. It's tough because you don't want to be posted out there three wide on the speed when you're over the mile. So the, a lot of question marks there for him as well. I think the one that will be aggressive is Lindemann, who was a big run over 1,400 last time, coming out of inferior grade, but stepping up in, in uh, trip and grade here. And obviously got that wall of polish. So it was a big run times-wise. So... Watch out for it, but Ned, I'm all over Osipenko. Absolutely all over Osipenko. I made a good profit out of it two weeks ago, and I'm backing up again. It's half the price this week, but it doesn't matter. I, st- I thought there'd be so much closer between it and half cabin, but people must be forgiving. You know, short-term memory loss. I don't know what the market's doing with half cabin. I think they're going to continue to adjust. Osipenko will keep coming in. I'm going to take it now at the $4 mark, Ned. Nash sticks on this horse. He rode Lindemann in that race um, where he won comfortably, but chooses Osipenko here. Always profiled to get out to the mile, and this is the one that Wallace had earmarked for this race. Yep. So I'm backing up with Waller here. He's the camp that you want going in here. He went back to the inside, second up, still too good. He was on the inferior, didn't matter. He's, he got the job done as well with a bit of toughness as well. Had to had to get over Zoo Tiger um, and Machulata, who was a good run as well, but I'm all over him at the $4, and maybe something small on Lindemann. I'm with Osipenko as well for pretty much all the reasons you've already mentioned. He's 
Probably to me, he's getting to the right price, Osipenko. I, I don't think that it's a $3 chance. I think 4 or $5 is the right price. Just looks like it's going to get the gun run again. And you get Nash, gate four, just looks absolutely perfect. I want to give a little mention to Manzois, our derby winner. The Manzois um, couch. Yeah, the Manzois couch. First up, obviously 1600's not exactly this horse's go, but there appears to be a fair bit of speed in this race. Like, And there always is. You've got a ran, uh, Ranwick Guineas. There's going to be speed on. You've got horses that are traditionally speed animals. If they just go, tend to go a little bit hard in front, I wouldn't be surprised to see Manzois fill a placing. Absolutely, absolutely. Race nine, final race we're going to cover in Sydney is the Aspiration Quality. It's over 1,600 metres. Roots is top of the market for Waller, $2.15. Banana Queen is $4.00. Thalassophile is 7 Cliffs Art, $9.00. Ruby Tuesday, 13 Doucer is 19 Honey Creeper, 23s with Glint of Hope. Pink Ivory is 41s and Gin Martini rounds them out at 60s. Banana Queen rolling forward for Gerald Ryan. Gin Martini towards the inside with Ruby Tuesday probably second and third in running. I think Lint of Hope shows a bit of speed from the wide barrier as well. Roots drawn towards the inside. J-Mac booked this time. Mm. Surely they're going to be positive from there now up to the mile. I don't know. I hope they are, Ned, because if, you, if you're drawn towards the inside and you want to take your medicine and go back, you need a lot of things to go your way. I don't want them to ride her with luck. She's second up now. She's obviously a mild horse. 1300 was not her go first up, and she ran enormous. She was smashing the line. Yeah. If you like Electric Girl in the race that yeah. we covered previous, you have to have a big, big go at Roots because yeah. this race here, there's not a lot of class coming in. You look at some of the other horses in the market, Banana Queen, Thalassophile, they don't have the class of Roots. She's yeah. still on the up. J-Mac rode her in both her wins last prep. The second he jumped off and somebody else comes on, all of a sudden she gets beat. You see J-Mac here, $2.30. You're still getting black odds. I am. This is absolutely the best on the card at Randwick, Ned. I will not be missing this under any circumstances. This horse will be hit. And let me tell you, Ned, what do we say? When If you hit him, make they, sure they stay hit. Make sure they stay hit, mate. And this this is one of those jobs here. So it's a kitchen sink job with Roots. It's best on the day. I really like Roots as well. My worry was just where she's going to be in the run. I just I'm, I think they're a little bit confused as to where to have her. Hopefully we've got the right man um, to, for the job. We've got we James do. McDonald on. Then we do. In terms of class... This looks like an absolute... It should be a walk-in job. Is that too much to say? If you sit back and look at it on paper, everybody gets an even run. They all run in a straight line. You, roots would have to give them a head start. Yeah. Be a fair bit shorter on the weekend, I reckon. Probably that $1.80, $1.70 mark, they'll come. Yeah. Um, cool. Fantastic. That's great racing. we got four races, both at Flemington and Randwick, and there's actually really good racing around it as well. Obviously, you guys know, if you follow our Instagram page, we put tips up for all races across those two venues, and we also put a tip up for one thing over in Perth. Over in Perth? Perth. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you not heard of it? What's it called? So it's this thing, mate. Do you want me to explain it to you? I've heard so the people over, you know, talking about it at Woolies and fucking all these other joints. I'll tell you about it, right? So, back before we had digital media, and before we had, you know, this is when birds used to relay messages. This is when this started. Time runs out in the day when you're betting on Flemington and Sydney. The races finish at five. Sun goes down. Depression kicks in. It sucks. Shit. So we decided. To come up with this thing, mm-hmm. 
how do we keep the punters involved? You know, you bottom out, race 10, Sydney, you think, geez, I'd like to go and play the pokies or something to win this money back. Dogs. You don't have to do that. The angle trots. We give you something. Mm. We give you this tip. It's a tip over in the West, uh, and we call it the best Western. Okay. Give it to me, Jackson. Ned, five best Westerns in 2023, three winners in two seconds. Going well. Unfortunately, the last two have been seconds, so we're due to bounce back, mate. Second again. That's why they call us second again, but we are due to bounce back. Quick note on Saturday, Taj Dyson, I'm sure you're a great bloke. <laughs> I'm sure you're good to your family, you're good to your missus if you got one. You will never appear on the Best Western again. Oh, Taj has been wiped. I don't care if he's sitting on an absolute moral. You will never appear on the Best Western again. And it's not because you're a bad jockey. It's because you burnt me, mate. This horse couldn't have been beaten on the weekend. <laughs> Casino 17 could not have been beaten. All you had to do was sit there and not be three wide with 65 kilos over 2,200 metres. And he managed to find a way to do it. So yeah. that's all I'll say on the weekend. Rest in peace, Taj. Taj, I'm sorry, mate. Like I say, I'm sure you're an excellent, excellent player. <laughs> Looking ahead, Ned, it is time to bounce back. Let's put the best Westerns fate back in the hands of a senior jockey, Willie Pike. You've changed on Willie. Mm. You used to hate this bloke. Look, I used to be very critical of him. You know what changed me? Chris Parnham came on this very podcast and said he's up there with the best. Okay. And I, went, I thought, you know what? That's his main rival there telling us that this bloke is one of the best. I need to wake the fuck up to myself. Yeah, I think that's fair. But he didn't say it about Taj Dyson, funnily enough. No. Anyway, Taj, Ascot. Taj's dad wouldn't say that. Ra- race two. <laughs> race. Let's move on. Ascot, race two, 1,000 metres. Three weeks ago, I put it... Well, actually, two weeks ago, I put a horse in called Prawns 11. Mm. Willie Pike also rode it on this day it was over 1200 metres this day got way too far back Pike couldn't have done anything about it you can't blame him for that run the horse absolutely savaged the line that was in a massive field I think it was 15, 16 runners that day back into a small field here you're getting $2.30 so we're still getting black odds about this horse back to the 1000 metres he may get run off his legs the first half of this race but once he tacks onto the field and gets to the outside it's over this is the winner on Saturday. Coming in second up was a massive run first up, as I say. Building a nice record, this horse. Pike sticks. We're all over it at 2.30. Let's get the best Western back on track, guys. That's race two. Uh, what number is he? Number three. Race Prawns, two. Prawns 11. So we're going nice and early. I know you had the big spiel about... Yeah, fuck that up. Wait until 8.30, 9pm, but... Uh, We'll get some cash with Prawns 11. And then we'll let you let on the, uh, bet on the dishes later. So we'll give you some extra cash here. 1,000 metres, which I like. Prawns 11, which I like. And to be honest, Jacko, I'm with you. Okay. I like it. Good. I haven't done any form, but I couldn't tip it anymore. Good. Um, best bets around the country. I think Ossipenko is one that we both can definitely agree on. But we've, we've actually gone head-to-head a fair bit yep. across the meetings, which is nice. So yep. I've got to say, one of my best bets on the entire card... Is it, I think a Paul Ailey is a seriously good each way okay. chance. He's That's not my best bet. He's seven dollars. Mm. I just think he's a really good each way bet. First up, thousand meters, Ramwick. Yeah, ticks okay. a lot of boxes. So okay. each way for me. Yeah, be cool. I'm sticking with the Waller Camp guys. We're going race two for me. One of the best on the card is Timor, coming in fourth up, up in trip again. I think it's going to be extremely hard to beat. It was a massive run. Um, absolutely one of the best on the card at Flemington. And like I said before about Roots, that is. Yeah, like that's open the shoulders up. 
go go downstairs in the in the safe, just start clearing out, dust dust everything off, and just see what's in there, and whatever you can push into the middle of the table is on roots. <laughs> I wish I could say that the weekend had a special day for it. Or like a special, you know, Merry Christmas or Happy Easter. But guess what? It's just another Saturday, punters. So rip in, back what we've tipped. No, nah, don't back what we've tipped. Just take in what we've tipped and have fun. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell anyone back to back what you like, guys. Back as much as you want or as little as you want. We don't care. We come here to have a good time, give you blokes a bit of info. And guess what, mate? We fucking hit them hard. <laughs> Happy Saturday, punters. Enjoy.